We must keep America first in our hearts. We must keep freedom alive in our souls. And we must always keep faith in America's destiny. He said one day And now, with an unapologetic dose of uncommon common sense, an unvarnished opinion that is undeniably unique, uncovering the truth with undeterred tenacity, unbound, unbroken, it's Rose Unplugged. Welcome back to the show. Joining us this morning is senior writer at Breitbart News, former editor-at-large for The Daily Wire. Please welcome back to the show, John Nolte. How are you? Hi, good, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Thanks for having me on. We love having you on. Thanks for being with us. Okay, so you just wrote a piece. I loved it. You talked about the winners and losers in the debunked Russia collusion hoax. And, oh my gosh, there are a lot of losers, actually, uh, in the, on the list. But there's a lot of winners as well. And I, I thought it was interesting. Do you mind if we kind of go through that? Um, I, I think it's um, I, I think it's worth noting, you know, just giving people the the credit that they deserve. And a lot of the people on your winners list are Democrats. There's a couple of Democrats on there, but they were fair. Um, one of the things that you had talked about, and I want to start with this because I have a question for you. You you wrote that Hillary and the DNC had hired a foreign national, as we all know, Christopher Steele, and who then colluded with the Russians. Doesn't it just irk you that if there was any collusion at all, it was coming from you know the two of them, the DNC and Hillary? Well, that's that's the that's the outrage here, and that's why President Trump and Lindsey Graham have to come through. You know, this can't be like building the wall where we keep being told the wall's being built and it's not being built. They actually have to do something if we're ever going to have faith in the government again, in the intelligence community again, in the FBI again. They they have to follow through. There has to be accountability for what happened. This was a two-year hoax. The director of national intelligence, James Clapper, the former director of the CIA, they were all over TV accusing Trump of treason. That's the intelligence community. The FBI was, was, was creating insurance policies, was lying to FISA courts, was spying on a, on a campaign, on a rival campaign, was clearing Hillary Clinton of legitimate crimes, was leaking illegally to the media and to politicians, there has to be accountability for this. I hope and so. I, Go ahead. I think the beauty, one of the good things that came out of the special counsel, out of Robert Mueller, is that if Mueller had not been appointed, Congress would have investigated the, the collusion thing, and, 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 and it, no one would have ever been satisfied. But, but with Mueller putting the punctuation on this and saying it didn't happen, it's been satisfied. So we need a special counsel to investigate the FBI and the intelligence community and the Hillary Clinton campaign. We need that same punctuation mark that says this is what happened. You know, it's kind of scary when you think that so many of the top level people in the FBI were so corrupt or so incredibly inept at doing their jobs. Well, I I would say corrupt. But it's fascinating. But, you know, but are people going to be satisfied with Mueller's, uh, you know, uh, final point on the matter? It doesn't appear so, not the Democrats anyway. Well, they're going to scream and yell, but what you're going to see happen, and I generally don't make predictions, but what you're going to see happen is that the the public's 
tolerance for this nonsense is going to end. I mean, even you're going to see, I think, 60 percent, 70 percent of the American people say enough. You know, this guy went through two years of hell. He's been totally cleared. He was given a total enema. He was totally cleared. And this needs to stop. And there's going to be a bad. And this is what happened with Bill Clinton. Same thing happened with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's approval rating shot up to 60, 65 percent. I don't think Trump's approval rates are going to jump that high. They're probably going to go up. But the American people are not going to have any tolerance for this anymore. There's going to be a backlash against the Democrats, and they deserve it. You know, John, here's the thing. Here's what really bothers me, too. I mean, there's so many things that bother me, but when we consider the midterm elections and going into those elections, 49 percent of the voters believed that President Trump colluded with Russia. So they went to the polls with that in mind. And I think that's why we saw what we did, particularly in the House. But had that not happened, I mean, when you think about that, it's almost half of the voters believed that. And, and, and that's and a lot of people questioned how we had that kind of midterm specific, particularly because we had so many Democrats uh, supporting President Trump going into the 2016 election. I, I really feel that they if there was anyone that uh, affected the, the results of an election or an election period, it was the, the left and the media who affected this to this midterm election in 18. Yeah, they totally meddled in the 2018 election. And they did it with lies. Yeah, and they did it, and they did it while colluding with the FBI and the intelligence community. I mean, this was a deep state coup, and the whole the whole plan was this: was to drive Trump's numbers down with this Russian collusion lie, get a Congress in there that can impeach him, and a Senate that could close that that, that could remove him. That was that was the plot. Yeah. That was the whole point. That was the insurance policy. But even a dirty cop like Robert Mueller and Robert, what Robert Mueller did to General Flynn is unforgivable, and irredeemable, and he's a dirty cop. But even a dirty cop, his gang of Democrats couldn't find anything. Mm, so it's a total debacle, and there needs to be a house cleaning. And I don't want lip service from Trump and Lindsey Graham on this. This is bigger than the wall. You know, if they want to try and hustle the voters by pretending they're building a wall, fine. But this is something different. This is our democracy, and these people need to be held accountable. They really do. And when we talk about people who need to be held accountable, one of the people that you mentioned in your article was um, CNN's Jake Tapper and how he colluded with um, the deep state and, 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 and legitimized that dossier. Um, and, you, and, and you talked about having uh, FBI Director James Comey brief Trump on it. You know, Comey— <laughs> Comey's been tweeting some weird uh, stuff out there. You know, he yesterday he had pictures or over the weekend of nature. And uh, uh, one of the captions was so many questions. And I got to love you got to love Lindsey Graham. He tweeted back, could not agree more. See you soon. And I mean, that gives me that gives me hope when I saw that tweet. Yeah, if it's if it's I saw the tweet, too, but I, I, I want action. Lindsey yes, Graham's in okay. charge of the Judiciary Committee. Yes. What's he doing right now? Hmm. to get this thing started up. I don't want him tweeting. Don't tweet, Lindsay. Do the work. Do the, do the spade work you need to do to get these investigations started. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, tr- cracks on Twitter, sick burns are not going to satisfy me when it comes to this. I want action, I want investigation, and I want a special counsel looking at everything involving the FBI and the intelligence community. And I want James Clapper and John Brennan charged with perjury because both of them perjured themselves in front of Congress. Wow. I hope we see it. I really do, John. Let, let's talk about some of the people that you consider winners in all of this. Of course, the conservative media, and God bless my friend Sean Hannity, because he 
really stayed on top of this. He really he didn't let it go. For as long as this no. went on, he didn't let it go. No, Sean Hannity, that's one of Sean Hannity's uh, great things about him. He's a dog with a bone. Yes. You know, he, yes. he talks about Michelle Obama today. He'll still talk. He'll still call her, just now proud about my country, Michelle Obama. He'll never <laughs> let these things go. That's true. <laughs> and so, sometimes, and sometimes, you know, you're kind of like, okay, we get it. Yeah. But with, with, with the Russia thing, it was such a virtue because yes. uh, he would bring on Sarah Carter and he would bring on Greg Jarrett, who I also mentioned. And these guys were doing, actually, like the rest of us in conservative media, they were doing serious reporting. They had good sources, and, and they did serious analysis, sober analysis. They didn't get caught up in the hysteria. And, you know, I think one of the remarkable things about conservative media is that throughout all of this, throughout these two years, none of us made a mistake. None of us were wrong no. about anything. None of us had to retract anything. No, that's right. We were right. Trump was wiretapped. We were right. Trump was spied on. We were right. The, the FISA court was abused. We were right. It was a hoax. And we'd all been saying this for two years. And it was the legitimate so-called media that had to do the retractions and the backups. And they're the ones who are exposed now. You know, you're right. And, and, and Trump was right, too. This was a witch hunt. There is fake news. There's, you know, you can go down the whole list. He was right as well. You know, I ran into um, Eric Trump about a month or so ago, and I asked him how everybody was doing. He said, you know, this does take a toll on a family because we can handle oh, it. Sure. And he assured me we can handle it. And I believe they can and they have. But it does take a toll on all, all of them. And you said that, you know, you mentioned that in your story, too, that, you know, this was, this was a lot for the Trump family to have to go through. Imagine, imagine going through even a, a small percentage of what they've had to endure since he took office or even before yeah, he took to, office. They have to put up a good front. And I'm not saying that as a, as a, as a criticism, because you, because you have to. You have to project confidence. Yeah. But imagine watching television two weeks ago. And the former director of the CIA, John Brennan, is telling the world on CNN or NBC, like there's a difference, <laughs> that, 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 that Donald Trump Jr. is going to be indicted on Friday. Wow. I mean, just imagine that. I, mean, wow. I don't care how rich they are. No, I don't care. Right. I don't care if you voted for Trump or not. But just imagine that that's how depraved the intelligence community and the media have become. And imagine just going through that as a human being, that the former director of the CIA is telling the world that, that, that Donald Trump Jr. is going to be indicted on Friday. And that's what he did. Man, I'll tell you. You mentioned uh, talk radio. Yes, of course, we have been right there all along, too, as winners. Also, you had in, when you talked about Andrew McCarthy, who was a regular not only on um, Hannity, but on much of Fox News. Uh, what I love about Andrew, and he's on our show probably at least about once a week, but he is, you know, he's always very, very even and very honest. And he does, he's not a partisan. You, he really isn't. He's very honest about his opinion on where things stand. And, and, and I like this guy because of that. You know, he's fair. He's very fair. And he looks at yeah, things as much as, as I lo- despise National Review. It's really him and Victor Davis Hanson keeping National Review afloat. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because they're the only ones with any sense. And McCarthy's analysis, sometimes he got a little more worried than I did, because yes. I never worried about it, but his analysis was, was spot on, was. And, and he deserves, and Sarah Carter, too, uh, you know, they deserve 
just it's Byron York over the Washington Examiner. Yep, yep. You know, I wasn't afraid to mention our competition in this because they all deserve. Byron York did magnificent reporting on this, and and superb analysis. And I can't imagine, you know, and some of those guys, some of those guys, I don't know exactly who, but a lot of those guys live in D.C. They live in the media culture, and to not allow yourself to get sucked into the hysteria wow. because it really became a cult where, you know, if you step out, you're dead. Yeah. And and these guys, they, they did not allow the pressure to get to them. They just stuck to the truth, and they kept their heads about them. You know, and Greg Jarre, too, and Greg's on tomorrow, by the way, for my audience sake, and he's on about once a week as well. Uh, from the get-go, you know, his book, The Russian Hoax, uh, The Russia Hoax, he's just been on top of this. And there's just some great people that that also did not let it go. Now, when you take a look at your list of losers— um, you have, of course, the establishment media, but I thought this was interesting because I had to, yesterday I was watching Fox and I don't do that very much anymore because I've about had it with Fox, too. But Judge Napolitano was on one of the shows and he's acting as though he knew this all along and all that. And I thought, you little liar. And in, in here you have him. What a, you wrote what a horse's ass. He really is. I'm sorry. Yeah, he is. I- yeah, he's he's just constantly made a fool of himself. Him and Shepard Smith. Mm. I think I wrote in there that they don't add up to half a wit. <laughs> and it, they were just throwing this stuff out there and appealing to the left-wing media and trying to get invited to cocktail parties, and they had no facts to back them up. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't consider... Fox was smart enough to fire... Um, uh, oh, gosh, his name just escaped me. The guy who used to work for Clinton uh, that told us Romney was going to win. Oh, Dick, God, Dick, that, Dick, that guy. Yeah, I know. Dick Miller, was that his Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, were, they fired him, and they should have, because he kept this ruse up that Romney, had, Romney was going to beat Obama. And, and, and is, is, is Napolitano going to keep his job now? Is Shepard Smith going to sure, keep his job absolutely now? absolutely they are, yeah. yeah. I can't stand Shepard Smith. I cannot, cannot. You know, it's it's sad to me because there's a huge change over at Fox. I used to go, I used to be on all the time, especially with um, Hannity, and I. It's there's a big change there. There, there I'm just not pleased at all with what I'm seeing. So yeah, I don't. Even... Fox is Fox is totally blacklisted. Breitbart. What? I mean, we we break huge stories. Yeah, you do with the, with, with uh, uh, the the uh, Silicon Valley people, and they never have us on. They only grudgingly give us credit. They've totally blacklisted wow. uh, Breitbart News. It's it's just obscene. Wow. A lot of people are very disappointed, believe me. Well, you know, I mean, this was really interesting. We have to see. Anyway, I would encourage. Oh, we're going to post this today. In fact, Greg, we'll go ahead and do that right now. Nolte's winners and losers in the debunked Russia collusion hoax. Um, you know, real quick, too, I wanted to bring up, um, let's see here, Beto O'Rourke. I want to talk about him for just a minute. You know, now we find out, but yet no one really talks about this. If this were a Republican candidate and as a 15 year old writing a murder fantasy, a little story about running over children with a car and listening to them scream as they hit the windshield or the roof. And I mean, that's that dude. I've always thought he looks a little crazy to me. And that's this is not he's a while we all grow up. I, I'm sorry. When I was when I was a 15 year old, I didn't know any other 15 year olds that wrote stories like this. That's yeah, weird the, stuff, man. I didn't pay a lot of attention to Beto O'Rourke uh, during the Texas Senate campaign because I thought it was ridiculous. Right. That he was going to win. Right. But he did come close. Yes. And when he came that close, I started 
I started paying attention to him, and the, my first thought was, and this is, I think, the per, first public comment I ever made about Bader Work is that this guy's a total weirdo. Yeah. He's just weird the way he moves, yeah, and the way talks. he talks. In his eyes, and, you can see the crazy yeah, and, in eyes. Yeah, and now we find out he was a hacker, and the media covered that up. And, and, and the stuff about, and you're right, I don't care what he did at 15. I don't even care about the drunk driving charge 20 years ago. People grow up, and we've all made mistakes. Sure. But he is a total weirdo, and he's not going to, he's, he's, he's not presidential material. No, but you know what? I'm sorry. People like, they like him for some reason. He's gained some memento and, and momentum, and he's also raised a good bit of money so far. But I, I do have a problem with a 15-year-old who wants to terminate everything that's free and loving and writes and describes a first kill of the murder of two children crossing the street. I'm, I think there's something really weird about that. I don't, well, know, I don't know 15-year-olds that write stuff like that, unless they're crazy. Well, the good news is that he's not going to get away with it because new media, alternative media, is too powerful now. Old media's last hurrah was covering up Barack Obama's past. Yeah. They will not be able to cover up uh, uh, Beto's past, just like they weren't able to cover up the WikiLeaks release of Hillary's emails. They you can't know, do it anymore, so he's going to have to answer for that. I hope so. And he had done an interview, I, guess, I think it was in Vanity Fair, and he said, I'm just born to be in this. and. And they talked about him having this sense of anointedness. And I, there was a New York Post had done a story on this. He does give that impression, just almost like Obama did. You know, like I was, this is, I'm just supposed to do this. I've been called to do this. So it's a little yeah, but, weird. You know, but, but Obama had the goods. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I guess I, so. I didn't like Obama. Me neither. I mean, there's nothing. But Obama was not a weirdo. He was very composed. He was able to project intelligence. He was able to project calm and sturdiness. And that is, Beto O'Rourke is the opposite. Beto O'Rourke is a total emo spaz, yeah. and he's not presidential material. Yeah, everybody's excited about him now, but it's, it's just not going to last because he's too weird. Trump's, Trump will destroy him. You know, I think you're, yeah, I think you're right about, oh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to go up against Trump. No way, no way. John Nolte, thank you so much for being with us. Breitbart.com, Breitbart.com, and I'll post his, his recent one on the winners and losers in the debunked Russia collusion hoax. Thank you so much, John. Take care and God bless. My pleasure, Rose. Thank right, you. Take, take care. care. We'll be back right after this. <laughs>